Pretty Strong Man Podcast, episode 25, 23, 24, I don't know. Um, today we've got Dean Um Can you introduce yourself, please, and um, just basically brag about your, what you've achieved, mate, so I don't get anything wrong. Um, yeah, come on, introduce yourself. All right, so I'm, uh, hello everyone, my name's Dean McVie. Obviously, I'm Scottish, so I'll try and speak a wee bit clearer, a wee bit slower. Um, used to serve in the Royal Marines. Um, Scotland's strongest man under 80s, Europe log press champion under 80s. Um, second in Europe, um, two years in a row, because uh, Mark and Flash got in the way. <laughs> um, competing in the world's strongest man, uh, former WHA world champ. Um, <coughs> fucking... Britain's natural strongest man, former um, BDFPA Scottish champion, two-time Eastern District Scottish Powerlifting champion. Uh, some other stuff. I used to serve in the Royal Marines as well, but aye, that's it. There's, there's my life story. Bodybuilding as well. You're missing out bodybuilding. i done a bit of that. Got to the British for that. That was fun. Got my ass handed to me, but it was fun. So you've pretty much done... Absolutely everything, so to speak. Powerlifting, strongman, bodybuilding. You ever weightlifted or not? Nah, no, no weightlifting, mate. But ugh, I don't know. I'm not really interested in it, mate. Fair enough. But it may as well just tick off all sports accessible. So you need to fucking snatch one day. Ah, you got a point. <laughs> so what? What? What's been you? What's been your proudest achievement? In, like, well, keeping this relevant to strongman. What's your proudest achievement in strongman to start off with? Um, I'd probably say winning the WHA Worlds in Finland. That's pretty much what people done again. That's like so the, was, that, was, was that last year? Um, no, it was a year before. Right. And then I yeah, it just went well. Brilliant. And mm. um, what what about in powerlifting then? What what have you? So you, you you've competed in um, in BDFPA and British powerlifting as well. Yeah, yeah, so I've done right, the BDF. Yeah. I've done the Scottish, um, done the British, and then I've done the Worlds. But a um, little story behind the Worlds, it was actually held in Glasgow, so it was just convenient. But I competed in Europe's Strongest Man in Northern Ireland on a Saturday. Then that night, I flew to Glasgow, got a hotel, and competed in the Worlds on the Sunday. I was a bit beat up. <laughs> second and more. Class, mate. I found uh, second second places in Oakdunners, mate. And ha- were, were you happy with your performance? Like, were you happy with your total on the Sunday after competing in Strongman on the... Aye, mate, aye. I, I was happy. Like, obviously, I would have performed there, like, not pre-fatigued, but, like, I was deadlift on a fucking motorbike or something, like, the day before. So, it's fine. <laughs> Amazing. And, like, what, what about the... Um, so, what about... Like how how do you manage how do you find to manage fatigue with um with combining your training with uh, how much you compete because like people ask me this all the time actually because like I'll I'll, I'll compete all the time I'm not and and I see that see that you you do that quite a bit and it's like like how many comps did you have you done in the last couple of years I think it's fucking amazing by the way and and the last couple say two. Excluding like this year, because like this year's been a fucking shambles for everyone. But I've done about like 23, 23 in the last two years before that, and I think like every one of them was a podium bar and like 
one of them, which was all right. So, Brilliant. And do you... Sorry, mate. Uh, caffeine works. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, lo- I love caffeine. Aye, that's uh, really got me through a bit of fatigue, we'll say. Brilliant. Um, and, like, like, have you, have you found that you've... Uh, well, obviously, you, you coach by Shane, um, and you make, you seem to be making progress. You find um, competing often good for your, uh, your mindset going into the comps. What's that, Shane? He said, am I lagging everywhere? Yeah, you're lagging yeah. a little bit. He said, he said um, do, you fa- do you find that uh, like getting there, uh, like basically comp experience and practicing all the time, do you reckon that that's good for the mindset going into comps? Like, do you feel like you're used to the comp? Yeah, definitely. You know, like the more comps you get, the more seasons you get. That's the way I look at it. And it's just experience. You know, I remember stepping on the platform first time and I was shitting it. I remember doing my first strongman comp, I was shitting it. And now it's just like, Second nature is like I've a, the only thing I question is like I've I've prepped properly for this, and that's the only thing I'll question. But then if if it's not and everything's in alignment, it's just in try to enjoy it. To be honest. Yeah, and what what I was going to ask um, before Shane's lag fucking interrupted. Um, <laughs> no, no, it's he, pretty can much you the same. Yeah, can hear you proper now. Um, yeah, I said that. I said that so long ago, and I was like, it's cheap. Cheeky fuck is ignoring me, and then I heard you. <laughs> saw you listening. And I was like, "Hang on a minute!" I said that a while ago. <laughs> I don't know what's going on. So, so what I was going to ask was like, say, say, obviously it's this this trade off where, um, where where obviously you co- you're competing competing all the time or competing like more than people more than more than people normally do, I suppose. Like, uh, like yeah. how 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 do you manage your training? around that you know actually getting some decent blocks of training in where you pro- where you're progressing and stuff like because obviously yeah. it's fi- finding that fine line between well we need to train to get better but then you're not getting yeah. any training blocks in because you're peaking for that comp and peaking for that yeah. comp like, like how do you how do you work it mate i saw it like before i came to shane anyway because also i got um coached by shane as also a day i'm a well i'm a pt myself or a coach was too and usually it'd just be like a linear block and just peeling it back. Is like I just hope that I have a few weeks or longer between comps because the longer I have, the better and the wee bit more recovery I can get. But if I have to do stuff back to back, I just accept it and I just get on with it. Um, but this is why I pay Shane now, so he does it. <laughs> Brilliant. Yeah, I think the thing that, that I found with it is I think sometimes you've just got to accept that if you're going to compete a lot, that you need to kind of now and again, you're not going to go into a comp as perfect as you'd like. Am I yeah. lagging again? Yeah, a little bit. This That's is all right, man. But what I'm trying to say is um, that, yeah, sometimes if you need that little break, there might be a certain comp coming up that, yeah, you might not be on perfect form for it, but the comp after is priority. So you've got to just accept that we have to focus on that one. And this one we're going to turn up to and, you know, we're going to still be in good shape, still be recovered, going to be great practice, but this next one's a priority kind of thing. Yeah, because it's like I've got, um, obviously Shane's knows anyway, but it's, um, I've got the Arnold under 80s in four weeks on Saturday. You know, like that's a big one. What's that? 
Is it three in a row you've got? Um, well, not now because Scotland's strongest man under 80s and under 90s just got postponed because our first minister's an absolute cunt. Um, oh, and it's just been they? delayed till wait, 14th of September. Gyms are meant to be opening, so I'm not working again for another six weeks. But, um, oh, so D- D- Dean, Dean, on that note, I've uh, um, messaged a couple of lads that I coach who told me about this, and um, and I've just said, like, literally tonight, like, what you get in contact with the organizer and, and I'll host it in my gym if you want, if you, if you all want to compete. Mm-hmm. Um, just do the same thing. You put me on the spot there. We'll need you talk about that. <laughs> oh, just, just, just have a think anyway. Um, if you want, if you want to do it, or you're not asked or whatever. I'll, I'd have probably run it. Yeah, um, no, no, I appreciate that. But um, yeah, it's just got, got the Arnold, Arnold under 80s in four weeks, and then it was like a two-week break. Then it was the Scotland Strongest Man under 90s. Then it was Scotland Strongest Man under 80s. And then the week after that, it's the Strongman Champions League in Finland. So I'm just looking at it as a positive in some way because the most important ones was the first one and the last one. So now I've got some yeah, time okay. to have a bit more focus on the SEL because I'm pl- like obviously a bit narcissistic, but I'm planning to get to the finals anyway. So good man. It'll be fun. It'll be fun. Yeah, yeah. What, what, what are the what about talk about the Arnold's qualifier first? That's uh, Axel, isn't it? Axel Ferret. So it's a hunt. It's a 110 kilo axle, but you're not allowed to belt yeah. clean it. And for anyone that's listening, if you're under 80 or even under 90, you've not really got much of a gut to put the axle on your gut because you've not got one and you're not allowed to put it on a belt. So it gets quite interesting when you're trying to mix yeah. grip. <laughs> when you fucking like dice to the bone, it's fucking impossible, mate, isn't it? <laughs> it's about <laughs> right. I've got a dad bod, so I'd be all right in axle. <laughs> Yeah, but but there's there's a uh, yoke and farmers in there, or yoke and frame in that, which yeah. will be fucking really good for you. I I'm I'm happy with these two events, and then it's a uh, 250 kilo deadlift for reps. Got a couple there. That's my it's my chink in my arm. I will say is my my pulley, but yeah, I just what, accept that. What's what's the goal for that though? Like what would be a what would be a nice little rep PV if you three three two fifty uh, three. I got I well I got two Europe's strongest man. Um, two years ago, uh, no, a year, a year ago, uh, and I think I, I'm sure I got two. So three plus, mate, would be I'd be men and happy, mate. Brilliant. Yeah, no, I yeah, I, I was happy, mate. Then the deadlift waves, mate. I love them, mate. So, how can you get three, three or four? Easy. The deadlift's looking looking good recently. So yeah, mm. especially ah, if you don't have to do the. Dean Jaxel dead as well. If you if you will probably scrap that, I guess, if you're not gonna do the Scottish. Yeah, yeah, that's not happening now. So well, not not till like fucking hell, it's happening like November, December now that comp. So that's screwed up my back for some reason. It's just the angle it's at as well. It's causing a lot of jet for a lot of lads. It's yeah, like so a fifteen that's inch angle anyway, and then with an axle there's no uh, there's no flex, is there? So it's just like spine instantly. It's not, not Mate. Really- it's like I, I got a soft tissue and physio on it, and the guy is like my guy who like sorts me out, and I pay him quite a fair wedge of money. He's like, "Mate, your sacrum's fucked." <laughs> I was like, "All right." I was like, "I think I know why, mate." <laughs> so <laughs> yeah, you've you've um, yeah, it's a lot more backy, isn't it? Like taking taking that leg drive out of it completely. Um, yeah. Mate, it's 
I, I don't like it, eh? But you know, uh, like, just, like a, a lot of people, a lot of people just think like in the head they think, oh well, oh it's it's uh, a lot shorter range of motion, so it's going to be easier. So then they just go and fucking destroy themselves at the start of the block because yeah, a little bit because they can maybe lift a little bit heavier weight, but but yeah, it's fucking tough to recover from for sure. Um, ah, it's um, it fatigues you pretty quick and just that angle. And it's just hits you right in the lower back, and you're just like I'm fragged. So yeah, it's that, it's that breaking the uh, it's like breaking the weight off the block, isn't it? It's just it feels like it doesn't want to move, and it's just spine, and then it moves, and you're like, oh thank god, it's it's yeah. horrendous. I used to hate it. It's I it, you know if it was a normal bar, like it'd be close to coming into like a silver dollar in some way, but because there's no weapon it at all. It's just fucking brutal. <laughs> yeah, and the axle, because of the thickness, it puts the load like a little bit in front of you as well, doesn't Further it? Away, yeah. The combination, it's just, it's just not nice. Whoever yeah, the fuck thought of that, I don't know. And then uh, strongman champions league, there's like a, there's like a few more like varied events, isn't there? Like if you think of, um, if you think of the the Arnold's qualifier, it's like say deadlift variation, uh, axle. Yoke Farmer Stones, whereas SCL yeah. there's like a what what is there? There's throwing in it. There's like a cool medley with a plane fucking. It's quite dynamic, things. mate. Eh? Yeah. Um, I, I'm really impressed by it because it's like a two day as well. Like obviously you get to the second day and there's, there's a lot going on, but I think it'll um, be quite courteous to the lads that are faster and a bit more better at moving events, if anything, because there's no much stack stuff in it. Yeah. And like, like, are you, does that excite you compared to like, wh- like, which are you mo- more excited about from like a performance standpoint? Like, say they say they were equally important. Like, would you prefer the the kind of things that you, uh, are almost like you know how to exactly train for those ones at like the yeah. Arnold's, whereas like, yeah. say you do, you just kind of like having a bit of a gut, like a bit of a guess of how to set up. Like some of the events, you know, for the for the SCL. Like, how do you prefer? I, it? Do you prefer? I quite I quite like the uncertainty, like the SCL thing, because you just need to adapt, innit? If it's just like log, deadlift, I don't know, stones, and like bag for distance, like this stuff's like got just mere stuff, and uh, I think it's just better as an as as an athlete, because you're just going to get more experience at the end of the day as well. But I prefer the SCL stuff over any comp I'm probably going to do. Brilliant, mate. It almost doesn't matter what you did in training at SCL. You just got to get yourself like good, turn up, and see what happens on the day with regards to everybody else. And if you, you know, what time you're going to hit, you don't have a, you won't have a time in your mind on certain stuff. You just have to see what the day presents, won't you? I totally, mate. It's a, uh, you know, there's a lot of different like nationalities. There's like Turkish, Russian, Finnish, obviously. There's a couple of other places other places as well but it'll just be a different kind of group I've never well World's Strongest Man was quite cool but it was just Yanks and yeah, yeah okay. and a couple of, a, a couple of Scottish and a few English and that was it really but that's it's like it's proper Europe if you know what I mean yeah yeah I think I think that's what's cool about it. I think that's like a, what seems like a limiting factor with like say the OSG stuff is like you've got to be able to afford to go haven't you if you're not if you're not American or whatever, like that's expensive, like, mate. Yeah. 
Yeah, exactly. Like I, like I, I want to go and I will go, and like money won't be a barrier for me. But I'll just always feel like, like that. That's like a long-term goal for me to do well at that. But I'll always have in the back of my mind, like there's these fuckers at home who are fucking stronger than me, who just can't afford to go really, or can't justify the time off work to go and stuff. Um, yeah, it's a bit of a tough one, really, isn't it? That's um, one of the most like Europe's been a, being in Europe a bit more accessible, I suppose. I, I was invited to one in Russia the other day. I don't, <laughs> some, some 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 bloke messaged me on. I don't even know his name actually, but it's like offering to pay for my flights to go to Russia to for this comp with a thousand euro uh, prize money or something. I don't know if anybody's heard anything about it. If anybody's heard anything about it, me- uh, message me and let me know more. It was like seemed a bit dodgy to be honest, but it does. <laughs> yeah, but and and the events really suited me actually. So I don't know if he's just trying to uh, get my money. There's like Max Axel, like eight. I think it was like eighty dumbbell for reps and a moving event, a max deadlift and something else. Like I'd be really interested in going, but it just seemed a bit a bit dodgy. <laughs> That's fucking Russia, isn't it? That's mad. If you go over there, like, <laughs> yeah, I'll get, I'll get fucking killed. <laughs> What's that for, yeah. with Liam Neeson, and it? What's it? The fucking taking Bacon. or something? Some shit yeah. like that. So that's Romania or something? Oh, fuck knows. <laughs> Come back in a fucking Wayfair box. <laughs> right, right, right. Should we ask Dean some uh, questions that a few of the listeners have? Um, oh fucking hell! Sent in. Right, don't don't be. You're not going to be offended, are you? For fuck's sake! Nah, um, you can't offend me, mate. It's all right. All <laughs> oh, right. Well, don't don't fucking encourage me anyway. But um, <laughs> right. Do you do you feel right? Let's try and find a serious one. I can't find a fucking serious one. Um, proudest strongman moments we've had that, haven't we? Um, proudest achievement in strength sport. Then, like, what what what's the thing all together? Like you said, the WHE Worlds before, WHEA Worlds. Like, what, yeah. apart, apart from that, like, could you, could, could you argue that, well, let's see your opinion on this, actually. Could you argue that um, doing well at the untested stuff is higher level or not? Or would, it, or would you say being world champion at the, the, the tested is equally good? Is, well, like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I think it's quite a double-edged sword, mate. You know, I think, um, you know, like the, the tested stuff isn't as common. You know, you didn't hear a WHA world champion, like, but you, you, you say world's strongest man or 80s, you're like, holy shit, I know what that is. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I, I, I always had that planned anyway, like doing all the tested stuff in the beginning. Um, and I, I, I take massive pride in it and all that kind of stuff, but I'd... You know, like winning a Europe or a, a Worlds and a, an untested, non-tested would be, I don't know, mere, mere gratifying, we'll say. Or I'm trying to find a good word for it. Yeah, I know what you're saying. It's um, it's one of those things where the pool of athletes is much broader as well in the untested, uh, I think. Uh, no, sorry, in the yeah, in the untested, I mean, yeah. Um, yeah. In, in the tested... Uh, it's people make they either make the transition across or sometimes people don't even know there's a tested one until they've already 
started the untested route. So yeah. I think that you, even though even though people are using pads and whatnot, I think that the the athletes are better in the untested, in my opinion. No, I'd agree, mate, definitely. Um, you know, like I, I done the Europes and all that, and fucking the first year I fucking almost won it by a ball here, and it just it went. But it is what it is, and I, and then the worlds and that, and I done I done all that with taking pads. You know what I mean? So know that I'm fucking. No, proud natty shit and all that, but like you can get to that level with taking stuff. But if you do take stuff, you're gonna get there fucking quicker and you're gonna get stronger and faster and all that kind of stuff. Um, yeah, but I'm not one of the pro natty guys, but it's you know, it was a wee bit more performance. I think you're under, I think you're being a bit, bit modest there, which is great because I share a very similar mindset to you, it seems. Um, but like for the for some of the listeners out there who like who who never who'll never consider taking PEDs. Like you're you're kind of walking, competing, living proof that you can make you can you can fucking do absolutely ridiculous things and hit some r- ridiculous numbers and and achieve, and do well competing against untested people without the <laughs> use of PEDs. Like so, I, th- I think I think that's I think that's great. But for the for the kind of people out there who who are taking that attitude, like we've talked before about those people who are like, oh, I can never be good at strongman because uh, I don't take gear or, or that guy beat me because uh, he takes gear. Well, no, actually, you fucking beat most people who take gear because you, you're fucking committed to putting the grass so consistently over time, etc. You know what I mean, don't you? Yeah, it was, it was just being a good example, isn't it? You know, but like now it's a wee bit different, we'll say keep that there but you know I won't be competing in the BNSF anymore or like yeah. any like tested uh, tested competitions so no but 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 I think it's, it's great that, you, that you, you've been and done it and you've and yeah. you, I, I think it's fantastic that when you've been I suppose say like I don't know when you've wanted to compete in the BNSF and the WHEA at the same time yeah. that you've also been perfectly able to to compete at the highest level Aye, uh, it's like a, that's my that's my point, and I think that's aye. fucking awesome, mate. Like last year when I went to like World Strongest Man, and like I'm a wee bit old school about it. As I think you know, you've got the online qualifier, which is great, but like if you're the strongest man there, it's like I believe you get a fucking podium and you're in your fucking spot, and then you go. But you know, the, the online qualifier is a money making thing, to be honest. And you want to get more competitors, I completely agree with that as well. But I like the idea that I done. Europe's strongest man stepped on the podium and got there that way rather than I don't know fucking deadlift fucking max overhead and farmers or something and I've just done it right I've done it fucking natural now I'm happy with this I've fulfilled that natty fucking thing and then I was like right whatever happens next year happens and that's it I've got a question for you you know when you were competing in the tested and the untested at the same time mm-hmm. there any like um Issues from promoters or not? Was it? Were they fine with it? Um, they won't say any to me. I think it's a wee bit. Um, I don't think anyone would say anything to my face. To be honest, I probably is shit that probably did fly about. You know, like in powerlifting, mate, people fucking bitch and moan about each other all the time, and I didn't really like that to be honest. Which, but it is what it is. Um, different federations and all that, which I've seen for different federations, will say. Um, but now nah, I've never, I've never had anyone have any qualms or any problems with, it. and 
if they did say something, I'd be like, look, we'll fucking test me then. Because every time yeah. I compete in powerlifting, <laughs> I get... I'm like, every time I get I compete in powerlifting, I get fucking drug tested. I get ranked, sorry. The person comes up to me and says, oh, you've been randomly selected. I was like, all oh, right. I'm the only person, I. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, but... Um, find find uh, What's that, mate? Be, find that uh, BDFPA are quite bad for that, aren't they? Like, um, you know, like, say condemning you by association or whatever do you know what i mean like mm-hmm. you, you, you know like you openly being mates with people who take gear and shit and like people you train with or whatnot and they just don't like that do they it's just a weird fucking stigma mate if someone wants to take if someone wants to take something and they compete and untested then fair ball if someone takes on and a tested comp then that class yeah, that's, a cheater, yeah, yeah. Like, that's very fucking unfair and very misleading um but like, what was it? Like, mate, I, I done, when I'd competed in bodybuilding, or my wee fucking fake tan and pants on, when I went down to the British in Liverpool, mate, I got a lie detector. Mate, they get a guy over for like, fucking like the East Coast of America. He comes over, and I'm in a hotel room, I shit you not, and I'm fucking like, in the biggest deficit of my life. I look like I've got fucking AIDS. Like cheekbones, <laughs> in it. Cheek, cheekbones and the whole lot. And I'm stinking a fake tan for the night before. And he's got like kind of thing he puts around your diaphragm. He's got sensors on my fingertips. He's taking my blood pressure. And he's asking all these fucking mad questions. Eh? And I was like, "Holy shit! You're not getting away with fuck all here, mate." If you do, <laughs> that's crazy. So, so Dean, they don't do that in powerlifting, do they? <laughs> what are your um, what are your long term goals then? Um, uh, as an as an athlete, or just yeah. like uh, yeah. Mate, just, uh, I'm not going to lie, mate. I want to be Europe's strongest man under the 80s one day. Um, I think it inevitably will happen as long as, I don't know, certain individuals come in and compete that day or whatever. Um, and just, just climb the ranks, you know, it's like a point system and under 80s, under 90s, one of fives and opens. Uh, I can't mind the guy's name, but he does it online. I don't know, I'm like fucking seven for something in the world or now. I've done that natty as well and all that. I just want to keep climbing that, mate. I'm, uh, I'm going to take a back seat if I powerlift and, and solely focus on a uh, strong man now because my body's fucked. <laughs> well, I got a question for you, Dino, a bit different. So I know you've spoke about training and mental health and stuff and how it's helped you and whatnot. Do you want to tell us a bit of your story of like where you've come yeah. from and how you got into and stuff? Aye, um, like I'm quite open about fucking hell. I was on STV News, like on Scottish television and all that, trying to promote mental health and that. So I'm quite open about. Yeah, it. no, that's why I thought I'd ask you but, again because uh, I get a bit of a bigger, you know, get a yeah. bit of a bit more time on it instead of the short. No, no, definitely, mate. Uh, pretty much when I was ten, like my mum committed suicide, and like I never had a father when I was brought up, and my little brother passed away, and it's just like my upbringing was pretty rough. Um, had a lot of like mental ish, mental health issues and all that kind of stuff. And I had to get checked when I was at school and all that. And then eventually, like, I just went into a bodybuilding gym when I was like 14. And that's when, like, I'd call it my mental deterrent, we'll say, because I was starting to like lose it, we'll say. Um, and it was the best thing I could ever do because if I never went to a gym, I wouldn't be sitting here talking to you guys. Um, fuck, you'd be surprised if I, I'd be surprised if I was even alive or being in prison. Something bad would be happening if I never started um, training. Um, but I it's just exercise has saved my life and this is why I still continue to do it 
to um, to do it to this day and all that. And regardless of your your background and your upbringing, you can still get through all this kind of shit. And I just want it to be a prime example. Uh, hard shit and going through tough times. On the back end, that you do come out stronger. Hey mate, well done. That's fucking class. That's absolutely brilliant, mate. Yeah. So after that, I want to ask you because I know you've got you've got a. I know it's not a well, happy story, but I think it's a it's a good story. You know what I mean? It's like a good background and how you got into it and stuff. And so I wanted to ask you was I know as an athlete, um, it can be hard. Even for me, it's hard to like control my brain when stuff doesn't go my way in training because training for me. Again, it's that release, it's that place that I go. It's like the only place in the world where I feel like I can just be myself and just like full confident. I just love it. But when training's going bad or I get an injury or something, it can sometimes really affect my mental health. Do, do, you, do you find that, that anything like that's happened to you? And if so, how have you kind of overcome it? So like if, I, like if stuff, like, like training and art and the training programme doesn't go to plan. Is that what you meant, sorry? Yeah, well, you know, if a comp doesn't go too well or, you know, you um, get injured and you can't, like, say you've got tendonitis and you just can't perform. Yeah. Like, like, like how, how, do you, how do you, like, rationalise, um, like, failure or a fuck-up or something that, like, like, like I, I think, like, the stuff that you've obviously dealt with and, and, and made a good situation out of, like, your, with your upbringing, I, I think that's going to be like great yeah. for you dealing with shit. Like like now, if you like crying over spilled milk, you're gonna be you, you're gonna be a fucking like you know. Yeah, it was. Um, sometimes I'm a bit harsh on myself. Um, it's just because I want to fucking be the best I can be, and I'll be honest. Sometimes I just didn't deal with it too well. Um, but you know, I'm more conscious of it now. That's the thing. I'm aware of it. I'm like, right, don't let my emotions get the best of me because sometimes it doesn't matter who you are, your emotions still can take take over you. And it's just trying to, I, I don't know. I get, I sometimes I get quite aggressive and with myself and I'm too harsh, but it's getting better and better as, you know, you know, like niggles and injuries and no hitting numbers and all that kind of stuff. But um, it's getting better. You know, the more you progress, the more you get seasoned and, get better at the sport or whatever you're doing. You, get, you just get better, eh, really. I think that was a shit answer, sorry. <laughs> no, no, it's, it's good. It's just, um, I know there are people out there that, you, that it's common, isn't it? People use training as an escape and a release. And the question always is like, well, what if it's not going very well? Or, you know, what if it's, if you can't do it for three months, you know, what, how are you going to deal with it kind of thing? Yeah, yeah, no, I totally agree, mate. Well, I like guess I, don't I think, really know uh, well, I don't know the answer to that either. <laughs> I, th- I think, I think the, te- the, te- the textbook would dictate, but we have to like, kind of, you need to reset your goals and refocus on something and, and say like, everything's been jumbled up and mixed up. So we need to actually, right, think about, how we can focus on this, like Shane, like fucking his hand and like, oh yeah, well it'll be fine because um, he just needs to go on the safety squat bar cycle for whatever and uh, yeah. do small of and he's, there's always something he can do and get better and get obsessed with that. Like, he's what, he's what he should do but but realistically, like, that's going to, it's going to come to the point where he's like, 
fucking hell, I'm sick of this fucking safety squat bar. But they look like, like you're gonna you're gonna have like downs, and I suppose like how you how you deal with that, I suppose. Like, I how, 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 how do you deal with that? Are you good at dealing with that? Are you good at rationalising stuff? Why? It's uh, I'll go back to myself in a sec, but like that was a good example of what Shane done because I remember when it happened, and I don't know with a fucking small chat on fucking Instagram or something. I was like, that's a really good example of being a good coach. And like having that sort of cheerfulness in the face of adversity, that's like a fucking commando ethos we had in the Marines. Is like still having a fucking positive on something that was really negative. It's like, look, I can still do this, I still do that. Bang, 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 bang. And it was just a good example. I'm not blowing smoke up his ass. It was just like a good example. <laughs> but myself, if I get injured, I've not had any really bad injuries, just my sciatica until I have like a very bad acute injury, we'll say. Um, I have no idea how I'm going to deal with that. But if it happens, it happens, as I say. <laughs> yeah. Because because I was asking, I don't want I don't want to turn this round into. Oh, sorry. Go on, no, no, go, go on, Shay. The reason why I was asking is obviously I've never had any time in twelve years where I couldn't do something, and then with this hand, I started my safety bar cycle, and then I've been told, "Look, I know you're not using your hand, but." just the the process of going through training creates an inflammatory response which makes my hand swell uh, because it is still healing so when i heighten that inflammatory response it reacts in my hand so that's stopping my nerves recovering so basically i've been told i cannot train for like four to six months um and it's like the first time in my life where i'm going a bit fucking loopy like can't do anything you know I could do a bit of cardiovascular exercise but I hate it it's not fun Um, I just can't bring myself to do it and I just find myself like I've stopped I've lost like so much muscle and I look like shit and I feel like shit and I'm just like what's the point and like I just don't know how to like pro you know I can't process it really because usually there's always a well I'll just do this or I'll just do that but now there's like a no you you sit there for six months and hope your hand works in six months. So it's just a bit of a complete mind fuck. And as much as I like to give advice to people on this, there's usually always a way around something like a bicep tear, you know, you can work around it, hamstring tear, you can work around it. It's a tendonitis in somewhere, you can work around it. But when it's like, no, you just, you can't elicit a, a inflammatory response. So you can't train. It's like, well, what am I supposed to do? Like that's my release. That's where I get all my, you know, stress out and anger out and everything. And now it's like taken from me and it's just a bit of a weird situation to be in. I don't know how to, know how to process it. Yeah. Well, it sounds like a, a real predicament change, isn't it? But I, I, I think that you need to find something that you can invest your, I think that the, 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 the biggest thing to, um, to manage is the mind, isn't it? Like, because, Obviously, the physicality has been taken away that actually makes the mind it, like that's what you what you focus on, and it's such a such a big part of your life, isn't it? Getting better and whatnot. But I think think that you need to find something that you can like really like invest more into and get like even more obsessive. You know, you know, basically like your business, your coaching and stuff, and what you're doing at the what are you doing at the unit? Like you've just got to 
use this time, this whatever, however many months to like say, what, what you've got to do is like get that, get that, get, get all that stuff feeling good and, uh, and improving and getting more systemized and running less stress-free and stuff so that when you come back to your camp, so you can train, that actually you can create this, that it's going to be even better than it was before. Do you know what I mean? Like, I, like I, I think you, you, could, you could have, like, say, your business and your work and everything set up at the yeah, gym. So, time or whatever. So, yeah, exactly. So, so that when you come back to it, you, you can be right. I'm, I'm just a fucking full-time athlete now. Like, all this, everything else is taken care of. I do this like that, that's like that. And that's how you're almost going to make your time back, I think. That's just an idea for you, mate. Anyway, I've got mad. But, but, yeah, I think... Yeah, you no, you are right. It's, you are right. You, just, yeah. You, you, just fucking, just hard, isn't it? Because it's like, I focus on that year. Of course it is, yeah. And it's, it's finished now. So I'm like, oh, what do I do now? <laughs> I've still got four months. Yeah, but I, I think you can, I think you can keep, keep growing your, keep growing your coaching business and, um, and uh, get, get into different markets and look at, like, say, taking, taking on more coaches and stuff that, um, I think I think you can you can do that and make it even even bigger and better than it is. That in turn will in a few months' time when you can focus on you a little bit more, then you, then you, you're going to have more freedom there. Like that's just yeah. That that's what I I personally think. Anyway, um, what what about you, Dean? Like talk talk to us about. About your work, you you coached it. Do, do you full time now? Like, what what happened with the what what's the crap with the Marines and stuff? Like, what what's it was the Marines, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, I was in the Royal Marines. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, well, t- t- tell us about that. I found that really interesting. How did you make that transition from being fourteen, going into bodybuilding gym, feeling a bit messed up? Why? How did you make that transition from? Uh, getting the confidence to join the Marines and when did you do that and how did you do it? So when I was like fucking 17, 18, I was just a little bastard like punting drugs and all that and in with the wrong crowds and all that kind of shit and then joined when I was 20. Um, what were your, fa- your favourite drugs? Who, me? Yeah, usually just a bit of jar, <laughs> I like, but... It's fine. I'm just going to uh, email BDFBA and tell them, ask them if it's all right. Okay. Uh, go, on, go on, keep going. <laughs> <laughs> you fucking busted me now. <laughs> no, like, busted myself a long time ago. Um, I just joined, um, I was at 4-5 Commando. Um, that was up in Arbroath, um, up in Scotland. Just done my time there, then I left, and then I've been a so PT what, what, for the last... What what age was that? Like what? How, how old were you when you when you? Yeah, I joined when I was. I was. I joined when I was twenty, and I left. I'm sure I left when I was twenty-five. Yeah, I'm thirty now, so I've been PTing for five years, and uh, I've done about three, three and a half, four years um, PTing, and then eventually, like, I did what again online coaching myself because I've always been interested in it. Um, I actually got coached by Delroy McQueen as well briefly um, and then that was quite short lived but it was good what he'd done because um, it was me the powerlifting sort of scene because that's his thing and then eventually I remember seeing Flash online 
um, through fucking Instagram or something, and then he kept tagging Shane in it. And I was like, right, this is this guy's an animal, and right, let's see his coach, and then he's an animal. I'm like, right, this is everything's in alignment here, and then right, <laughs> I, like, I want to be like, that. I want to be one of them. <laughs> You know what I mean, and then just messaged them, and then obviously just started understanding how online coaching works because I didn't have a clue. I was just made a one-to-one PT, to be honest, and that was what I stuck to. Um, and now it's just a secondary form of income, and all my all my one-to-ones, and obviously my online clients draw transitions to online. And now, just because of duty, fucking the gym's being closed till the 14th of September now, which is a shitstorm for the Scottish. Um, but we just make case to what we, what the equipment. Some of our clients have got garage gyms, some of them have dumbbells, all sorts of shit. You just adapt, mate. Eh? Uh, that, yeah, that, 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 that's it. It's forcing you to be, forcing you to adapt and be more more versatile. Like like at the end of the day, these these guys that you PT and train, like you almost think at the start of lockdown, you're going to think, oh fucking hell, they're not going to want coaching anymore. Well, fucking course they do because yeah. they, they 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 still want to. I don't know what your clientele do, but like lose weight, tone up, get stronger, yeah. whatever. Can can you still do that? Can you get me stronger if like, all I've got is a pair of ten kilo yeah. dumbbells? Fucking course you can. Right. Yeah, it was, it was the, the second like lockdown happened. I messaged every one of my clients individuals like, right, have you got equipment? You want to continue this? I would recommend that because I think this is going to last a long time. Um, blah 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 blah. You know, like ninety five percent of them came on board. I've got a couple of guys, you know, who just sort of just done their own thing and that. And I said, "That's cool." I was like, "I'll speak to you." I still check in with them now and then just to make sure they're happy. But aye, you just do what you're a coach, innit? You just yeah, And I suppose it'll give you a taster of, hey, fucking hell, hang on a minute. Like I, I can write this program on whatever. And um, and actually, it saved a lot of time, and um, they're getting a similar result. Really, they're they're enjoying it. They're engaged with the program. They're still losing weight. Totally. It was like, um, the... but, but, but you're you're not stood with them one person for an hour. Like what a fucking mm. waste of time that is. And it really, if we think about it, I'm not. I still do a bit of one to one, but it is really a waste of time and a waste of resources. I totally mean. It's like, like um, compared. I wanted to know. I wanted to know, like, I wanted to get coached by Shane anyway, but I was like, right, what am I going to learn from him? What platforms are you using? What's his approaches? I'm, I'm completely into strength training, obviously. I want to understand how he's doing it, all that kind of stuff, and then I can implement it in my own training and my clients, and that's what's happened. So if I never invested into Shane in the, in the past, fuck knows where I'd be, if you know what I mean, in an online coaching perspective. I'd probably still be using, like, Microsoft Excel or something, whatever I was using. Which is not wrong with that, but you know, I'm just saying true culture is quite a good app. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, it's, uh, I was going to say, lockdown really, uh, lockdown really for me uh, highlighted which coaches had a good system in place and were like organised because the amount of online coaches I've seen that before lockdown were everywhere and now you don't, I don't know if they've got any clients, they're just nowhere. Um, because if you've not got a good system in place where you can track like clients' equipment exactly and you know just know everything, then uh, some coaches do it just over text, and you know you can't remember everyone's equipment if you're just doing it over a quick text, and um, that's why I think some of them have gone gone under. And true coaches, in my opinion, it's it's absolutely. I mean, it's got its flaws, obviously, like everything, but I think it's absolutely class. Like um, 
such a great database of information you can build on people. It's brilliant. Aye, nah, totally, mate, totally. Yeah, I think I think it's great. It's uh, is it Excel spreadsheets are easy to copy and paste. That you can just like change the name of the client and then it's there pre-written, isn't it? Uh, they're quite Aye. easy to. So uh, am I joking? Um, <laughs> right, so well, Shane does well, that training. No, I'm okay. Yeah, well. <laughs> Right, let's see, let's see a couple of these questions that were written in. So somebody has put, um, why do you wear the green hat? Which we've kind Second of answered. Hat. What, 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 is, what, is, what, what is the story behind it? Like, I, like, like I realise now you're in the Marines, but like, honestly, being completely honest with that, I remember you competing a couple of years ago, and I just thought, who's this talk? What's it? What the fuck's that on his head? Like that's generally what I thought. Mate, mate, I just think to I... actually what what it represents. <laughs> and now I feel rude asking you because it's such a it's such a so prestige. Yeah. I'm mate. I'm the I'm the Scottish Mikhail Shavlikov, mate. That's what I'm saying. That's it. I'm only kidding. I fucking wish. Uh, the reason behind it is just because that if I if I never joined the Royal Marines, it, it's gone back to everything for the past. God knows no, where I've no, been. No. No, but I mean, I mean, like, what what does it actually mean? Like, I don't get it. The like in the Marines, like, I'm, oh, that's I'm that's being... a Green Beret. Like that, right. you earn that after thirty-two weeks of um, military training, which is like right. the longest basic military training in the UK, um, and it's okay. one of the hardest in the world. And um, you know, it's it's a it's a very small group of men will say that have earned a Green Beret as well. Um, it's it's, it's a very unique club, we'll say. Really? Um, and what, like, what do you have to do to get to that, then? Well, like, what, what kind of, uh, like, how do you earn it? I know you do the time, but what do you do within the time? Well, it's just you're doing basic military training and all that kind of stuff, and then you go into your commando phase. But you get you at the very final end, on like your week thirty, and then you do your pass it week. But um, you do four commando tests, which um, is completely endurance. Like, there's nothing to do with weights or that kind of stuff. So, right, it's quite an interesting gone through like that to this now <laughs> what I'm putting my fucking body through probably why my fucking hips are fucked now um, and I'm only <laughs> sacrum and all that um, you do a 9 mile speed march which is like 21 pounds a kit and a weapon just with like a, a troop um, you do a Tarzan assault course which is like you're, you're high up and, you, and you're like you're pretty much just going along ropes and all that. it sounds quite fun but it's not it's fucking disgusting um, and then you do your was it the endurance course? And I can't mind how far it is, but you need to run like through puddles and lakes, um, go through smarty tubes, are called. Um, it's pretty much it's just like oh, oh, yeah, yeah. for a human body. It's not nice, mate. And uh, and then you oh, do your claustrophobic, isn't it? Claustrophobic yeah. as fuck, isn't it? You've got like shitty water just hitting you in the face where you're trying to get through and all that. Yeah, I, I, did, I did one of those. Uh, Born Survivor things a couple of years ago, and now I fucking I couldn't even do it. Mate. Aye, that's, that, that's a good example. Put my head under water. Aye, mate, it's no. If you're claustrophobic, mate, people freak out. Eh? And then the last one's a fit in my lord with twenty-one pounds of kit and a, a weapon. And uh, aye, that that's okay, that's the final aye. test. And uh, I almost died of heat stroke when I was um, going into the commando phase. And um, my lover started like packing in and all that kind of stuff. I started fucking jabbering shit and I, I was just it was a hot day down south in Devon and then um, pretty much I just passed out and I woke up in hospital and they said I was like fucking about a degree of being dead and um, they had to like they woke me up fucking six of the nurses had to hold me down 
and I'm trying to punch and nurse and all that because you wake up after like a, like there's no sunstroke, it's heat stroke, like it almost fucking killed me. And it took me, I was in like a rehab centre for like five months because I had soft tissue damage like in my organs and all that. I was fucking Jesus. She, she was looking right over me and she had like a little fucking prong cracker fucking face mask over. And I was just like that and the lights in my eyes and I was put a lamp on my head. <laughs> See, if anyone oh, listens to this now and sees you in that green beret, they ain't going to think what Josh thought. They're going to think better fucking play. <laughs> Aye. Yeah, mate. Exactly. Un- unbelievable. It's, it was there. It's meant to be 32 weeks. It took me fucking 60. <laughs> and then, um, what, why... Um, what, why did you why did you st- stop in the Marines? Why did you get into PT? You don't mind me nothing asking was, if that's yeah, too no, 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 Nothing was really happening, mate. I, 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 went, I, I joined up to go on operations, and that all dried up. Afghan was gone, um, and nothing was happening. So I just went, it was like, all I'm doing is I'm just started just procrastinating up at a unit, and I'm not really doing what I, I wanted to fulfil. But, um, you know, I didn't regret any second so you, joining you, Basically, you wanted to go and fuck some shit up, but there wasn't enough shit going down. Exactly, mate. That's it, really. So, good, really, for the world, I suppose, but you wanted a bit more action. Yeah, yeah, totally, mate. You know what? It's good that I never went, because anything could have happened. You know, we'll see. Cool. Let's move on to the next one. Did you did you get any questions, Shane? Oh, here's one from... Um, I'm not, I'm not going to say who it is. Do you feel being Scottish holds you back in getting strong, strong? I like how you excluded their name. Yeah, I've no right. idea what, what that guy's talking about. <laughs> yeah, no, same. Um, what do, so, a fellow under 80, under, well, a guy who's going to compete under 80, what does your average daily diet look like as an under 80 athlete? And, and I suppose I'll, I'll, I'll build on that question. Um, yeah. Like, like, like you kind of. What are your kind of natural habits? If you weren't, if you weren't aiming for the under eighty class, would you? Would you do you go? Do you go a bit heavier? Do you have to eat up to make weight? Or like, what? Are you a fat cunt, or are you, or, do you, or are you a skinny cunt? <laughs> so I'm eighty six now. So I usually like, I usually go into quite a big surplus. Um, if I'm not, if I'm not like having to make weight, but now I am. So now I'm cutting weight, but usually like my macro split, I didn't really track carbohydrates and fats. Um, I'm made a carb person, but as long as my my protein intake's like 1.8 to 2 grams per kilo body weight, I'm happy. Um, as long as I just vary the protein sources, it's usually like turkey, chicken, or fish. Um, and I usually have like um, Icelandic yogurt before bed, and basic veg. You know, all the generics, as many colours as I can with vegetables, three litres of water a day, um, creatine monohydrate, pretty much all year round. Not much else to it, to be honest. Um, mainly rice um, and pasta. Uh, fat, fat sources would just be nuts and avocado and peanut butter now and then, but I'd be careful with and that because r- it's r- Roughly how many calories to maintain that, like 80 to 87-ish? Oh, shit. I mean, I'm I'm in around about three and a half, four thousand. I reckon. Right. But at, at the moment, I'm like, I'm like, I'm not really checked. I just know, I know when I'm in a deficit because the way I'm feeling, and obviously my portion sizes. Um, I don't really like getting too into that um, with the nutrition because I get quite too obsessive with the numbers. Yeah, yeah, it makes I, sense. I, I, I don't mind it with the weights because I, I love all that shit and all the programming and that. But when it comes down to food, 
there's my fitness pal, and I'm fucking scanning everything, and then I'm having, I'm only having half a potion, so I have to break all that down. I hate that shit. Eh? Some people love it. Anatolistical people love it. I hate it, mate. Eh? I cannot stand it. So yeah, that's something that put you off bodybuilding. Um, it was more the lifestyle, like, like you know, the social deprivation. I couldn't go. Out, I couldn't fucking. I wasn't having much. Like my social life was destroyed financially. It's very expensive. Bodybuilding is very expensive, I'll say, because everything has to be quality. Um, you, you, had, and, you had to curb the Charlie a bit. <laughs> well, my dog. <laughs> my dog's name's Charlie. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> you're going to think I'm a fucking cook fiend or something. Have you told anyone about your dealing at that BDFPA Nationals? Nah, nah. I'm only kidding, man. <laughs> right, what else have we got? Um, what is the purpose behind Snatch Grip? I don't know. Who the fuck can ask for that? <laughs> Fucking to get better. <laughs> Someone who you coach, I don't know. I don't know. Um. Oh, fell on. <laughs> what? Mi- someone's put mixed rig royal question mark laughing face. What was that? Mixed rig royal question mark. Aye, so that's because I was wearing my lid and I and I wasn't wearing like um like my DPM or that. So I'm not like wearing the full um we'll say camouflage. So I uh, just trying to be a smart cunt. Oh, all right, all right. I get it now. I got asked that as well. That's fucking... Uh, so that, that was the thing that you, you got asked. Yeah. Uh, yeah, a little cunt. Um, <laughs> uh, what else have we got? Have you got any questions? Oh, right. Here's one for um, from uh, World's Strongest Twins. They've said, because they're shit at this, how, do you got, how have you got so good at it? Good. How have you got so insanely good at yoke? Um, you did four hundred for ten meters, didn't you? Yeah, I remember that. And then you ended up in hospital or something, didn't you? Or, or I ended there? up in hospital that night. <laughs> I was <laughs> fucked. <laughs> you, you, um, you put up your back famous yeah. Instagram story up. <laughs> oh. I remember that actually. I was uh, aye. Yeah. There might have been a, a couple of things running through me when that was happening. <laughs> really? Good, good, uh, good painkiller, we'll say. Yeah. Oh, see the clients tomorrow. It was a uh, mate. I've got short legs. Um, you know, I do a lot of fucking core work, and because of all the powerlifting and that, and all the stack work, it just. It keeps you in that position, mate. You know, if you've got long legs and all that kind of shit with a yoke, because it's not as ideal. You know, that, that's a good thing about strongman. It's like, I've got short arms and short legs and quite a long waist. That's fucking great for pressing, but it's no good for pulling. You know what I mean? That's why like, the, the, the twins, I, I, some of the lads have got quite long arms, isn't it? Yeah, you know, one of them can scratch his ankles slightly, his knees locked out. Mate, that's, like that. you know, he's perfectly, he's like... Um, What's the term? He's mechanically built to fucking pull, isn't it? 
but it's not going to make him bigger than other things. So you just need to bite the bullet. You're not going to be as good as Jokic, man, because you're no me, and I'm not going to be as good as Pulo as you, because I'm not you. Yeah. If that makes no, sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Setting them I, I think I think you're discrediting yourself a little bit. Like I think like to yeah, all right, you might be you you, you might be well suited to do to be good at yoke, for instance, because of the stuff that you've laid out above. But like, I think you, I think that's absolutely incredible. Like to get to the like to get to four four hundred at like fucking nearly five times your body weight. I think that's mad. Like that's not just because you're suited to it. Yeah, I'm just, I mean, I'm just quite humble about it, mate. You know, I mean, I'm not much a dick about, it, but you know, if someone wants to chat shit, then send. I'll chat shit. Chat, <laughs> chat shit, get banged. Um, <laughs> what, what about you? What about you, farmers? And you, will you do, do about one fifty farmers for ten meters? I've, or am I, I imagine that. I've done uh, I've done about 155 max I think for 10 meters, but then I oh, I done yeah. like the Europe. It's good uh, farmers. It's very good grip. Really. I mean, I've got thing is I, I never the, the only time I use straps is like when I deadlift and I've never fucking really used them, and like I've got fucking really small hands, but just because I don't know, fucking I don't use straps and I just work on my grip all the time. Um, it, it works. It's it shit with Axel, though. <laughs> yeah. A lot of people, including me, say that they'll blame your small hands for bad grip, but you got you got class farmers, so obviously it just you can work on it, can't you? Yeah, yeah. No, no, definitely. Um, I fucking that's my favourite event, really. Anyway, so just everyone's got their own thing in it. Right, cool. That that's all my questions. You got anything? Have you got anything else to uh, ask him, Shane? No, mate, not really. Right, I'm also so lagging finish, extremely bad for some so, strange reason. So yeah. So fin- finish off, Dean, because because you're an inspirational chap. Um, finish off with um, t- telling some people who are a bit nervous about competing. Like, uh, I, I think it's fantastic that you've thrown yourself in there to so many comps, and um, like like I said earlier in the pod, like, what would you say to some people who were who, who were pretty strong, but the they're, they're kind of looking to do the first comp, but they're a bit nervous and whatnot. What would you say? Get get a coach. To be honest, I never got one in the beginning, and I sort of winged it. And if I invest, if I invested in a coach earlier, I would have fucking placed better, we'll say. But um, getting that first comp under your belt, that's it. Get the nerves out of the way, and you'll just enjoy it more. That's all I could really Brilliant. say. Just fucking get amongst it. Do it. Good man. And what what's your uh, what's your tag what's your tag on Instagram for people? Uh, it's just Dean McVie Strength M C V I E Strength. Brilliant. Um, so, if there are any listeners out there who are looking to try and to get into strength sports, either powerlifting or strongman, or you just want to get a bit fitter, stronger, lose weight, follow Dean and have a look for some of the programs that he's got uh, got available that'll suit you and he'll be able to help you with his um online coaching um so don't be afraid to give him a follow and reach out to him for for some help all right guys thank you Settle it down, down. <laughs> Done.